Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict. The Premier League may be on a winter break, but there was still plenty to talk about on the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Everton kept their Europa League hopes alive with a win over struggling Crystal Palace, and it was a stalemate between Watford and Brighton in the late game at the Amex. And it was another big day in the race for promotion from the Championship. You've had your say on Talksport. Here's the very best of your thoughts on the Your Verdict podcast with me, Laura Woods, and Darren Bent. This is the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Right, let's head straight into it and go over to Goodison Park with Sam Matafay. And the referee blows the full-time whistle and Goodison can grin. Everton are six games unbeaten here thanks to a hard-fought victory over Crystal Palace. A scrappy win, but three points all the same. And just before Palace go off for their winter sun and Everton get back down to work at Finch Farm, it is the team from Merseyside who fly up the table, seventh for now, but on the coattails of those above them. And all of a sudden, the race for Europe looks very interesting indeed. They probably need a break after that. A very scrappy game has finished. Everton three, Crystal Palace one. Well, Carlo, congratulations. You must be happy with the win. But what was your assessment of the performance? Performance was so-so. Not, not, not perfect, but all... Uh... For 60 minutes and uh, we didn't do so well. But uh, apart from the quality of Crystal Palace, that I played a good game, they played a good game. Uh, there were a lot of interruptions in the game. We were not able to keep a high intensity in the game. And in the worst moment of the of the game, uh, Richarlison found a fantastic opportunity in counter attack. And there, I think that the last period of the game was good. Mm. We controlled well the game. We scored another goals. So. Everything is okay. Dominic Calvert-Lewin seems to be scoring for fun. Five goals in eight Premier League games under you. How have you worked your magic with him? What have you done? No, nothing. I have done nothing. He's a player with a lot of quality. Young, he has to improve, he has to work hard. He's doing well, so he has to just to continue. I have done nothing because the quality that he has is genetic. And what is the latest on Theo Walcott? Because he had to be replaced? It's, it doesn't seem uh, serious, and, but we have to check tomorrow. So now I don't know what's going on uh, on his knee, but uh, apparently it's not serious. Um, you've created a feel-good factor in and around this arena. Goodison Park obviously has taken to you, um, and your players seem to have taken to you as well. A lot of players talking this week about the atmosphere that you've created. Um, how important is it that they all buy into your philosophy? 
Oh, I think that uh, in this moment uh, the supporter uh, helped the team to work hard, to, to fight, and this is really important. This kind of connection can help, can help us to, uh, to fight for the Europa League in the next games. And this is probably not the most important question of the afternoon, but what happened with Gibral Sadebi's sock? I forgot the sock, but I don't know, nothing special, so it can, can happen. And what was your reaction to that? Because you didn't look very happy. Uh, no, because we played with 10 men and sometimes when you play with 10 men, sometimes you, you can play better, but sometimes uh, <laughs> you can suffer. Fortunately, nothing happened. Let's go to Dave, he's an Everton fan. Ball. Hello? Yeah. Oh, Dave, oh, you're yeah. right. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. I'm all right, yeah, I'm an Evertonian, so... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Carlo uh, Magnifico uh, is uh, improving our players. Um, Again, you've got Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, Holgate, all young players, and those three players uh, are really improving mm. every game. My argument with this Europa League, it's the structure of the competition is all wrong. Um, I don't understand why teams drop out of the Champions League into the Europa League. It's something I... We've been there before. You play a lot of games. Wolves are, have been there. You know, you've got to have the squads the squad to play mm. every Thursday, most Thursdays, Sunday. And if you do really well in the competition, you're going to end up playing 15, 16, 17 games. Would you rather not? Would you rather not, Dave? Where do you want to finish this season? Well, I didn't put us down for top seven, but... Uh, <laughs> you're in it, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, Carlo Ancelotti's doing I, too much now, isn't he? <laughs> I, know, I know the club want it, and I know the players and the management want it. I'm not quite sure if every Evertonian agrees with me. Mm. Um, if, the, if the competition was restructured and we had the squad that Carlo may bring in, he may some of these players might be squad players next season. I do anticipate that. Yeah. I think we still need five okay. or six players. I'm not. I'm not jumping, uh, you know, over the hills at the moment. Like, but we're getting the best out of what we got. But we still need a massive influx of players to make us a top six, top four club. With the new ground coming up, that's what they're looking at. And they will spend money. The money will be spent. He'll bring in the players he wants to bring in. Fantastic. Before you go, Europa League aside, because yeah. you don't have to worry about that just yet, because it might not actually happen. But Why don't we celebrate the fact that at the moment, when you've got the neighbours as noisy as they are... Since Carlo Ancelotti's in, and, and Darren well, gave me this st stat earlier on. Darren, tell us the stat about, about Everton since Carlo Ancelotti's come in. Well, they're second in the form table behind Liverpool, which is absolutely That's sensational. That's incredible, isn't it? I, I understand that, and I think every Evertonian now realises that Liverpool are going to win the league. <laughs> but it would be fantastic if Liverpool just lost one game in the Merseyside derby to Everton on uh, Monday, March the 16th, and everybody would be happy then. Um, <laughs> It, that, that's how, That's what we have to look at. They've got to go to City, Arsenal, and they've got to come to Everton. And hopefully, we'll be the only team that beats them. They're going to win, they're going to, they're hey, going Dave, to win the league. Dave, they could win it at Goodison Park. I realise that. <laughs> I, it, has been, it has been mentioned to me many times. <laughs> and it would be... And we, we're not, are we going to get them a guard of honour? <laughs> oh, come on, no. I tell you what, though, you know, you know how to make it difficult for them, so you can see that being a game where perhaps they well, could drop points, maybe. I, I'm, I'm still recovering from getting beat by the under-18s on a Sunday in the FA Cup, <laughs> and uh, that was very, very hard to take. And one thing Liverpool will be doing, they'll be playing a very wounded animal, and I think Carlo might just uh, get it. If he gets it right, it would be, it would be great. Liverpool can win the league. They're the best team in the league. 
I only say it once. The I was going to say, does it, ha- does, it, does it hurt saying that? Does it, does it hurt? Yeah. Of course it hurts, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm glad they didn't win it last year. It never the last of it. But they never <laughs> won the Premier League. So <laughs> let's let them win it. They might win everything this season, other than the, uh, the I mean, League Cup. They might win everything. They won, <laughs> they, won the, they won the Champions League last year against Tottenham. I w- I'm 66 now coming up, and I'm, I, I was fitter than Harry Kane that night. And, and you know, and I'm you Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrooks. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides, and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Nigel, yet again, a performance has probably not got what you deserved. I think we frustrated them. I thought we were very disciplined and organised. We just didn't find uh, enough creativity sometimes in possession, but. Uh... Yeah, um, honest, honest performance, worked hard, uh, and after the last two results where we've conceded late goals, I think it was um, uh, a hard-earned point, and clearly it would have been nicer to be talking about having three points, but there we go. Do you have sympathy for, for Mariapa in that sort of situation? Always difficult for uh, for defenders facing their own goal, ball delivered at pace. It's, a, it's something that... Um, you know, if he, if he misses it, probably doesn't go to a player. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 unfortunate, uh, but I've just been asked whether whether an unforced error. Well, it was a it was a forced error because it was a, a, a ball that was flashed across the, the goal. So, yeah, unfortunate for us to to lose out on two more points um, because of that. But um, as I've already said, we showed uh, commitment and. An ability to to play in a way which which I think frustrated them for long periods. 
Does this break come at a good time for you now after uh, the results recently? I think the players probably are looking forward to having a few days to recharge, um, refocus and make sure that when we come back in we're ready to start all over again and uh, and uh, for some more encouraging results. That's That's the... That's our idea moving forward, for sure. Steve is a Watford fan. Welcome to the show, Steve. What would you like to say? Hi, Laura. Hello, Hi, Gareth. How are you doing? Right. Right? I'm yeah, good. good. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, well, I'm a bit depressed, to be honest. Uh, no. I mean, yes, again. Um, yeah. What happened? another lead, and, uh, yeah, I'm just really... I don't know what to do. We'd have looked like getting back into the game after we'd conceded that, that soft own goal, and... Mm. Uh, it yeah, killed you, didn't what... it? The, the worst thing about it, Steve, was that you kind of had the game by the scruff of the neck and you sort of felt I know, like they did too much Aston else wrong. Villa as well. And I know Darren used to play for Villa and, uh, um, you know, we did it against Everton too. We were 2-0 up and cruising. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know what Nigel Pearce is going to have to do, to be honest with you. I really do, don't do, know. Do you know what, though? Yeah. I, I think Watford on, on occasions this season have played very, very well. And I think today you did OK. But listen, when you're down there, these things happen, like the own goal. Mariapa will never yeah. do that again. He's a good defender. Do you know he's a quite clever oh, defender. He's a good player. I mean, he's, he's a very he's good player. Academy, actually, is Eddie Mariapa. He came, mm. He's one of the local lads. Yeah, he's a very good player. I'm actually a Yorkshireman, by the way, but uh, that's by the by. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. We can hear it <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Do you know what, Steve? We were watching it, me and Darren watching it together, and we were saying that it was one of those incidents, wasn't it? And I was asking you, Darren, I mean, you can tell us because you've played in the Premier League and I haven't. Um, but it almost felt as if he, he just thought that Glenn Murray was closer, much closer than he was. And, yeah. and, but that's that's what shocked me about him because Marip, as I said, is a very clever defender. And well, Glenn he, Murray's not fast. Exactly, but, and he must know that, obviously, tactically, if he has a look, just a little look, look where he is on the pitch in the box, he'll know that Glenn Murray's a couple yards behind him mm. so he can either let it run or just clear it but it's just his body position that he gets himself in, all tangled up so he can only kick it one way and obviously it's a, obviously a unbe- quality finish. unbelievable finish yeah. but as I said you just don't expect that from someone like Mariapa Steve no, well, yeah, yeah go on you go so the, the reason I'm phoning is I'm just a bit depressed we keep like giving away these leads I mean we should have beaten Villa we should have beaten Everton and mm. we should have beaten uh, you know we should have won oh, today as well but um, <laughs> against Brighton but um, you know um I suppose. I suppose these ridiculous leads. I suppose that's the the problem of it is that it's now back to back to back, and and you had that spell under Nigel yeah. Pearson, didn't you, where you had this incredible bounce, and he just that's seemed right, to be Manchester United, a big wall. Exactly. And, I mean, and, I know this might sound a bit laughable to some of your listeners, but I don't think we're that much a worse team than say Wolves are. I mean, we're not like far behind them. We've just beaten them recently. We beat them on, I think it was, was it Boxing Day, it was New Year's Day, I think it was when, New Year's Day. When you say you're not that far behind them, I mean, I imagine that you you don't mean in the league table because you're quite a long way behind them in the league table. In terms of our players, you know, in terms you know of what, like, in, what in, they've got and what we've got. In terms of your play, I think Wolves are obviously, I think they're a better size, but Watford are a very good sign. The, the difference between Wolves and Watford this season is consistency. Wolves have been consistent, they've done well, they've made yeah, small yeah. strides. Whereas Watford, well, we, like, like we've at the been moment, consistently they, they, inconsistent. Darren, yeah, you, you, you get yourself you get yourself leads, and then as I said, you let them slip, and that's yeah. that's the difference between the two sides. But Wolves play for play, you'd have to say are, are a better side. But Watford, for what, they what, they've got, what they've got in their squad, they, are, they should be. Um, they should say we just what, beaten them. Long. I think it was on New Year's Day, wasn't it? We beat them. We beat them twice last season, of course. The, the, the difficulty is, I think, is that Nigel Pearson coming back into that team um, and, and doing the, the job that he did was that, like you say, you've got good players. So he, he wanted to get the belief back and that's what he did and that's what the players are saying. As soon as Nigel Pearson came back in, organisation, belief and confidence, he's just yeah. got to try and do that do, again. Do you, know, do you know what killed him a little bit as well, Laura, is yeah. that 
they done they've done fantastically well and Pearson came in you know, I mean they fought two for now to get themselves out of the relegation zone they did that by yeah, one point yeah. by winning all them games and then one re- disappointing result against Aston Villa and they found themselves back in there yeah. again so they then got to climb yeah, up and go again touch, yeah. I mean, the thing was as soon as um, as soon as um, Brighton equalised today I thought we're going to lose 2-1 again you know we, we really are we're going to throw this yeah. one away at least we got a point anyway so yeah. and you're right I mean, well, but yeah that that little run of form that we're talking about. So Nigel Pearson came in, and the first game was Liverpool. No, everybody expects to to lose to Liverpool. But they did, this but season. in that game there, they had chances first off. They yeah, should have been winning. Had, yeah. I've just seen it on YouTube actually recently, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we we had missed so many chances in that mm-hmm. game. It was ridiculous. And that that little run that you put together. I mean, Manchester United. I went to that game, Nigel Pearson's first home game, and it was a completely different side. And you're right, you're talking about the Wolves yeah. game on New Year's Day as well. And your fixtures coming up. This this is the thing about Watford, isn't it? Because the next game is at Manchester United. It's our Old Trafford, but you figure actually for this Watford side, they know how to beat Manchester United. I know it's a different idea when you're going to Old Trafford, but are, yeah. are you are you massively worried about that? I suppose the timing of it is that you're coming off these three games where you've you've thrown away leads. Yeah, well, uh, my, my only worry is I suppose that that was our uh, that that was our good run, and we might just uh, you know. But I think Nigel Pearson's the kind of guy who's got a lot of um, calm about him, and um, he, he's the kind of guy that's got you know going to sort of have the, the measure of the dressing room and so on. And so I think he'll... Mm. i tell you what, Steve. I still think we'll stay up anyway, just about. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Let's go to a Brighton fan, Mark. Talk to us about that game and your thoughts on it. Uh, I thought we were we were poor first half, but I generally think, I think actually our home games towards the end of the season are going to us better. Um, we got United, we got Arsenal, not Liverpool, Man City so much, but... The two other teams, I think teams who bank in front of us, try and get a 1-0 head start and then rely on us just running out of steam are probably our worst sort of opponent at the moment. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm quite confident still. So. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know, obviously, the, the, the new era under Graham Potter has been quite positive, but obviously now you're yeah. sort of slipping down the table. And although you think today wasn't wasn't the end of the world, I'm just interested to, to, to hear what the fans make uh, of Graham and how behind him you are. I think um, the back end of last season was so bad. It was literally, we were, we were sleepwalking to relegation. That, game, that season goes on an extra two games and we're down. Um, I just think this season wouldn't have been any better. I think it had to go somewhere else. Um, I think I can see what Pot was trying to do. My only concern is the players might not be good enough to, to do what he wants to do. But I, I generally think we're, we're heading in the right direction. You like, you like it on the ground, Pot? You like this new expansive football that you guys are playing? Well, I like the expansive football. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you pass it along the six-yard line between the defender and the keeper, sometimes it does you know, put you on edge a bit. But I, I can see what he's trying to do. I think we score more goals. I think if we just... We can almost deal with Chris Hewton sorting the back end out and part of the rest of the team. Mm. Because that's the, the one... Point. I don't. We're not as solid as we are last season, but I think going forward we, we'll have enough this year. I do. I do want to think that. So. Do, you, do you think, Mark? It was it was wise for him to sign a new contract halfway through the first season. It was a long term one as well. Um, I could see what I could see what the chairman was trying to do, and I, I think I think a lot of the fans could find to that as well. And, and what yeah, was like, that? I, security I, I, or you know? What um, do I don't you know. I do never know if it's security or whether whether the bloom uh, bloom the chairman thinks you know if we go really well, then if someone else comes poaching for him, they're going to spend a lot of money to get him out of us. That, that was the other way to look at it. But mm. um, I, I can see the I can see the thinking behind it, and um, I'm I'm still behind it. And I think a lot of the fans are down there. I still we generally are really behind it. And um, bearing in mind what he went through last week with his dad, and the, his dad died midweek before the West Ham game and stuff, I think mm. it's you know it's, he really is 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 really light down there. So mm. yeah. I'm looking at your fixtures coming up. You've got Sheffield United next mm. at Bramwell Lane. That will be a. It's not so bad. Their fixtures one. are not so bad, are they? I mean, you've got a couple of big ones in there. Not but so bad. I, I don't think. I mean, you've you got Liverpool, Man City at home, which, are, you know, hopefully Liverpool might win the league by then. You never know. <laughs> um, 
uh, that's or one rest a few players. But yeah, no, I think we've got a couple of games which should be. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm, I think a few You're people optimistic. are still behind us. You're optimistic, oh, yeah, I mean, aren't you? You can, you can, you can hear it in your voice. Yeah. 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 So, and by the way, if, um, if Watford are as good as Wolves, then I think we're probably as good as Liverpool. So <laughs> I've got no <laughs> oh, what, about? We tried There's to be kind. Hey, there's nothing between them apart from about 12 days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I wonder if they with W. Yeah, okay. We're Barcelona, yeah. Nice one. All right, Mark. Thank you so much for your call. That was Mark the Brighton fan. Game day. Your verdict on Talk Sport. He's an Arsenal fan. Welcome to the show, Luke. Hello there. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, we're all right. Thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm actually still at work, but... Uh, what do you I do? Call in and just... Uh, sorry? What do you do? I'm actually... I work at Carlton Warehouse uh, <sighs> in Meadowhall in Sheffield, but uh, I still had to call in and just sort of tell you guys about how I, how I felt about the game tonight. Yeah, go for it. Which one did so, you watch? Um, so I watched the Watford game and, and uh, Watford versus Brighton. Yeah. Now, I'm actually an Arsenal fan, but um, my family are Iranian. Uh-huh. And uh, I've been following Brighton all season because of Ali Reza Jahamba. Yes. Now, I felt like tonight, I feel like all season, um, Brighton have lacked that creativity in the final third. I think when Jahambash came on tonight, he was just superb. He was very direct. He was uh, taking players on. And he was trying to make something happen. Now, being the record signing for Brighton, I feel like they're, they're just not using him enough. I feel like he's been a little bit wasted. Now, Jahambash is a very experienced player. I mean... All of all of Iran, all of the all of my people, we we love Alirza Jahanbash. Mm. He's he's such a good player in terms of just like experience, in terms of creativity, and he wants to win. He's he's a winner. He's a he's a proven winner, and I just feel like he's not being utilized enough. Mm. And uh, as as Do you uh, want all him? the fans saw tonight, we we love him. I mean, I feel like he 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 came on on the 73rd minute, and if they had a little bit more time, I feel like they they could have nicked that final goal and won the game actually in the end do you know, do you know uh, what when, when you look at him in this season though I mean he's obviously been on the bench a lot he's had quite a few injuries as well though and I think because he's obviously had his injuries then he's been on the bench and he's not been in the squad it's hard to get your rhythm so uh, I understand so obviously the only way we're ever going to see the best of him is by playing obviously full games so you're probably right in what you're saying that they probably could use him a little bit more but because he's still trying to get up to speed Maybe that's why Potter thinks, well, I can't quite use him as much as I probably like. It's like a bit like Trossard. Trossard's a good player as well, but he took his, it took him time to find his feet because he wasn't fit. I agree. You know what? I completely agree. And I feel like it's, it's a little bit kind of like uh, uh, Pepe at, at Arsenal. Mm. And the fact that he's, he's not been playing Jambash, he might have lost a little bit of confidence. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, I don't know what, what you guys think, but I feel like he's, he's, quite, kind of start, he's starting to find his feet. He's starting to hit the ground running at, at Brighton. I mean, he, he won, obviously, that spectacular goal he scored against yeah. Chelsea. That was just... <laughs> I feel like we went crazy. Everybody just went crazy. Um, can I just ask you a question, actually, Luke? So when, when you're watching a yeah. team like, like Brighton, myself and Darren were watching the game today and, and we were looking at the likes of Lewis Dunk and we were wondering whether or not he's, he's missed his opportunity to perhaps go to a, um, a team higher up the table. When you're, a, a, as a fan of Arsenal, do you look at yeah. a player like Lewis Dunk and say, why haven't we gone in for him? Do you know what? If I'm honest with you, I've always thought that Arsenal could do a little bit more in these transfer windows. Um, I actually heard the news about, I think he was actually rumoured to go to, um, to Arsenal. And uh, I really wanted them to I really wanted mm-hmm. Louis Song to go to Arsenal. Um, I've always thought people, they've, this, they've had this issue where they, they've thought, OK, well, we need to go for people that are 
uh, well-known or they have some sort of pedigree. But somebody like Louis Song, he's got experience playing at the top level, playing in the Premier League. Mm. And also defensively, they're, they're, they're shambles at the back. Mm. And somebody like Louis Song, with that pre- uh, Premier League experience, with that sort of drive and you know, speaking the language and knowing the country, I think it could have made a major difference mm. uh, also. And to be fair, I'm, I'm a little bit upset that, that they, they did do that much further to get someone like him yeah. to bring him to Arsenal. But I feel like it's, it's a good news for Brighton fans because at least he's, he stayed at Brighton and at this time, I don't think they, they they would really like to lose somebody like Louis Thomas, somebody with that experience. It's going to take a lot of money to get him out of there. How much do you reckon, Dad? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, how much do you think you guys think uh, he's worth? Well, listen, if, if it's a going rate for centre-backs, you look at Maguire, went for a world record fee. I wouldn't say there's, there's night and day between them two. So you'd have to say at least 50 mil. I think Maguire's over I think Maguire's overpriced. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that like you can't say Maguire is a lot better than Lewis Dunk. I suppose Man United there, isn't it? You kinda of get yeah, a so bit I more. think about fifty you get him out of there. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Right now we want to talk about Derby County. Big win for them, three two at Swansea City, and on the line is Joel. He's a Derby fan. Hi Joel. Hi Laura, hi Darren, are you well? I'm Hello, you? yeah, doing? we're right? good, we're good, we're good. Um, first things first, Joel, um, what did you think of today's performance? And then I want to talk to you about Wayne Rooney. Uh, well, our away form in the Championship hasn't been the best this season. It was our first win since August the 5th. Yeah. And um, we, we did start strongly, Swansea grew into the game, but to be honest, I was putting cross after cross into the box. But that Rian Brewster never looked like he was going to get on the end of it. So we thought it was going to finish 1-0. And then um, as Derby's away form's gone on this season, it turned sour quickly. We conceded two in two minutes towards um, in around the 55th minute and then found ourselves 2-1 down. But um, a mistake, I thought, from Freddie Woodman in goal made us back into the game with Dwayne Holmes. And then a super strike from Tom Lawrence to win it at the end. You know what? Tom Lawrence's goal is a strange one because he kind of drives it straight down the middle. And I, 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 yeah, I, I, I kind of half wondered, the keeper, could, could the keeper not see it? Uh, that, that was what we said because we were directly behind the goal because Woodman made no attempt to dive. So we thought either either the ball swerved or he saw it late. Yeah, I mean, listen, but Derby, the last eight games, I mean, it's, it's coincident insidely with um, with Rooney going down there. has been absolutely sensational. I mean, what, what is exactly has he done, do you think, down there to change lives? Because I was there for his debut. Obviously, you could tell that it was it was his first game for a while. He still set up the goal oh, for Jack I, I remember seeing you at your debut. You had a good jacket on that day, Darren. Oh, you remember it? The yellow one? You, you know? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That's a choice word, good. <laughs> Not sure about oh, that. Oh, Laura. <laughs> Just joking. Larry, I'd go but with Larry. But no, yeah, I mean, Rooney, what do you think, what do you think he's done? I mean, he's... And, and know obviously from playing with him what he can do with the youngsters and how he can lift everyone's performances but surely you didn't think he, I mean eight is it eight wins of that or one defeat in eight or something like that because before that you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't buy a win yeah our, since Rooney's come in our only defeat actually came against Luton which we we found ourselves winning that game as well but exactly it, it you shouldn't, you shouldn't have even lost that game yeah yeah should, yeah we should have won that game but that was away from home and it was it probably probably our luck losing, but um, I think what it has done is it's been able to push Dwayne Holmes forward on the pitch, so he's yeah. been able to do a bit more of a, um, a free roam role, probably what Mason Mount was doing last season, mm-hmm. and as well the um, the confidence what it's given Knight and Bird in the middle of the park as well. All right, Joel, stay there. Do you want to hear from your manager? Oh, Philip Koku. Yeah. Oh, I met him at a bar actually today. Oh, brilliant. Oh. Well, hold that thought. Let's hear from him and then we'll hear about that story. Uh, so he's been praising a side's attitude after their 3-2 win at Swansea. We've shown in, uh, in this season quite a few moments of, uh, of mental strength and character with late equalisers and, and uh, we had to deal with a lot of setbacks. And, uh, 
but but of course the, the form uh, we have as a team is, is, is good and, and and the atmosphere in the team is very positive and maybe that's just a little bit extra we need to to, to turn around again and and not only settle with the 2-2 but to even get uh, get the win at the moment and uh, all the credits for the team and uh, because it's it's really difficult when you struggle in away games and you, and you concede two goals you're losing 2-1 to win the game again and uh, so they did a fantastic job do you think derby can make the playoffs uh i don't see why not i think the the championship can throw up so many strange things aston villa weren't really in the picture come january last year and then put a run together and then ended up beating us in the final we're only seven points off it we've got as i say we've got the um the best home form in the championship, um, apart from Preston. Mm. So even, even if our away form was average this season, we'd be looking at being around where Brentford and Forest were. But I, mean, I was reading a, a stat the other day. Um, before today's game, since the 29th of December 2018, we've only won two away games in the championship. Well, how scary that is. It's not, it's not great form. Yeah. Joe, you're putting us to shame. You've got more stats than we do. <laughs> We've got a whole team here. <laughs> my mum would just call me obsessed with Darby. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with that. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh, jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.